0: Mr. Turtle is my father. (laughs) (laughs) Name's Crush. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Righteous! Righteous! (laughs) Everybody's like, Finding Nemo is not even relevant anymore. It is in my goddamn house, all right? When was that? Like 2005? (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was still watching Disney movies when it was relevant. Yeah, maybe 2005. Damn! You know I, I was not watching Disney movies when it was relevant. Yeah, me either. Whatever. I didn't have cable oh, okay. or, like, loving parents that bought me Disney movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, fuck you. Here's how I remember that I still was, because we had a Blu-ray DVD player. Whoa, fancy. And we would put... What side of the trailer park did you grow up on? <laughs> the fancy side. Apparently. <laughs> the side where we bought the almost free trailer. Did your shit have a skirt around it so you couldn't even see the concrete blocks? Girl, you know it did. <laughs> 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 okay, but wait. And then we would play the video in the Blu-ray player or mm-hmm. whatever, but the blue, the super blue of the ocean would just mm-hmm. black out. Or like Dory, it what? had like black blotches in it. I don't know. I don't know if our TV wasn't like up to code to like oh. deal with. So you weren't you weren't that fancy. <laughs> no, no, no. We had <laughs> some busted ass old Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah. Like it might have been free and came with the trailer. <laughs> But okay. I had one. I feel better about myself now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And my parents loved me, so they were like, you want to watch Finding Nemo? <laughs> yeah, my parents were like, oh, my God, that was a really good movie that we saw. And I was like, thanks, <laughs> <dead." laughs> Later. Yeah, I might have been in, like, high school or some shit. I don't really remember. Maybe uh, I wasn't. Maybe I was just an adult fucking watching this shit because I was like, yeah, I want to watch it. <laughs> Could have been. All right, so, Aaron, why don't you give me your goddamn... Uh, okay, well, uh, uh, let me tell you about it. What was it? So, <laughs> so I accidentally, obviously, because I would mm-hmm. not do this shit on purpose. Intentionally. Mm-hmm. Almost grabbed a fucking black widow <gasps> at work Say the what? other day. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, my neighbor at work was, like, spraying for shit, and he's like, we got black widows, and I was like, sucks for you guys. <laughs> That's how this works. <laughs> Unless you spray now, you have black widows. Yeah, we all have black widows. Yeah, I know. It's like cockroaches. Yeah, they fucking all came over to my side, and uh, someone was dropping off a lot of stuff, and he's like, yo, can you open the, like, rolling garage door? And I was like, no problem. I can do that. Haven't done it since, like, summertime, but, you know, no problem. Yeah, I'm on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I opened one side, and that side was fine, and then I go to open the other side, which was, like, kind of covered with, like, there was, like, a box in the way. So I just reached my hand in there, and it was like... You know when you reach into, a, no. like, the thickest spider web that you've ever felt in your life and you feel it breaking around you? You're like, I could use this. Yeah, like, I could catch fish in this. Yes. <laughs> like yes. use this as a net. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, that's but what you're happened. It you so strong, you tore it. Yeah, I just tore, tore right through it with all of my fingers. And then I promptly screamed and then realized, and, like, pulled my hand back and realized that there was a fucking giant-ass black widow inside there. It was, like, literally. Oh, my God. The size of, like, a half-fucking-dollar or some oh, shit. Oh, that is fucking terrifying. No, and thank you. I saw the big, shiny red. Red thing on its back, as if to say, "Like, hey, beware, cautious. Uh, I'll fucking kill you. I'll just fucking kill you." And so I screamed and I grabbed a fucking like scraper, like a drywall scraper. Uh huh. (laughs) Smart. Oh, you had a weapon. Mm hmm. And I was like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna just 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 scrape this thing flat. Hold this, because I'm not. What what am I, I?" I grabbed it like you would grab a sword, like, on guard, motherfucker. And then I was like, but I'm not going to approach it again. So then I just stood there with my weapon. Like, don't you fucking touch me again. <laughs> don't you come near me. I swear to God, I'll use this. Do you think that the Black Widow was like, what the fuck just happened? this bitch just get a weapon? My home. Did this bitch just get a putty knife? Does she know who I am? Right? Yeah, I just destroyed his whole world and then threatened him with a knife. Isn't and- it a she? Yeah, I guess it is. Or maybe not. Maybe that's just why they call them widows. But the ones with red are girls, right? I don't know, man. It's okay. Maybe they're not gender specific. By their fucking genders. It's I identify. a they, okay? <laughs> I don't know. You're right. That was very wrong of me yeah. to push that on Don't them. assume. So Sir or Madam Snyder <laughs> was very upset with me, and I was just holding my fucking spatula knife, and then the, I had screamed, which generally causes kind of a stir around the office. I wish you would have said, on motherfucker. <laughs> as they walked in on you, which is where I'm assuming this is going. Yeah, so then someone walks in, and he's like, what is it? And I was like, oh, there's a big old fucking spider over here. And then he was like, don't worry, I got it. And he took my knife from me, as if to say, like, oh, I have the weapon now. Great, great I- <laughs> weapon choice. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to grab, like, I don't know, his shoe or something, like, just step on it. Oh, I'm imagining this thing is inside of something. No, it was, I like, miss- literally... uh maybe six inches off the ground and just, like, near it, like, against the wall. Oh, oh, Mm oh, interesting. I'm like, just fucking step on that shit. Like, just do it real quick, like. But did you see how strong that web was? What if his foot gets caught? It could have. (laughs) Yeah. Well, uh. It was a risk I was willing for him to take. (laughs) I was. (laughs) Nothing happened. He just fucking twizzled it, and he hit it a couple times with the spatula thing, (gasps) and then it ran away, and then he was like, nah, it's gone now. And I was like, that's not how this works. (laughs) Yeah, it just lives somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. And then. Uh, He was done, and he was like, "Deuces, I'm out of here!" And good luck closing up shop. Right? There's a spider loose. Yeah, I'm like, "You're just gonna leave me like this?" And so then I have this assistant who's there now, and he's relatively new and doesn't understand my. Um, aversion to <laughs> My spiders. need for him to <laughs> take over the situation. He doesn't understand that that's his job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gotcha. I didn't put it in the fine print, but it is assumed. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, you go ahead and close that garage door, right? And so he did, and then he came back into the office, and he was like, I was like, I guess I have to call, like, an exterminator now or something? And he's like, yeah, you should probably do it before all those eggs had. <gasps> and I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he's like, all those little things on the floor, those were eggs. And I was like, Get the fuck out of Why here. Why are you still here? <laughs> Go kill him. <laughs> Go take care of that. He didn't. He was like, all right, it's 3 o'clock. I'm out. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm going to cry. You got to leave. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't got time to just crush spider eggs. Yeah. Dude, my whole backyard is covered in so many spider eggs. Mm-mm. Well, not anymore. Mm-mm. Well, it's just like the shell of the eggs because I had an exterminator. Mm. Gross. Yeah, I've got, I've got spider problems, like a lot of them. Yeah, well— we do at work. I just don't go in that corner anymore. That's not how it works. That's just where he lives now. <laughs> <laughs> Remember? Even in this very shed, there's a spider who lives right above our head. Yeah. So anyway, Stacey, what's <laughs> your goddamn? <laughs> well, uh, I'm just going to bring it down a notch. Today has been the worst day ever. Mm. And so I've had so many different goddams that I could come up with. Mm-hmm. But today was just the goddamn icing on the Kirk. Yep. Because. preaching, Preaching. Let me get up on my soapbox. Mm-hmm. Because, first of all, I started off work and it was just like. One of those days where everybody is like, ah, and like one little tiny thing grows into a bigger thing, and mm-hmm. into a bigger thing, and into a bigger thing, and you're like, no, 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 don't worry. I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this." And before you like can take a breath, you look around and you're like, "I don't have any of this." Like, <laughs> I I'm confused now too because you guys confused me from like, you know, yeah. escalating so many things. Yeah, I had it. <laughs> so it was like that, and then I had this one meeting where it was like, you know, I expected everything to be like, "Chill," like whatever. I mean, some people are going to be like, oh, I have some questions that I could capture those questions and then go fucking wander off into my land and figure them out. But it was like, but what about this and this and this and this and this? And I didn't have the answers. And I was like, I am not fucking prepared for this shit. Like, Oh, no. Yeah. One mentally was not ready to deal with that first thing in the morning i was just kind of like oh well this will be like an okay meeting i was dumb and then and then so it like fucking escalated and then i remembered Mm -hmm. that today's my dad's birthday Mm. and so for people don't know my dad fucking passed away recently and so this is like the first birthday that i've had to go through without him like his birthday because i've had two kids birthdays now but I'm usually, like, not super – like, I fucking believe in ghosts and spirits and shit, and I'm pretty sure this motherfucker is turning on and off my TVs for me. So Good. (laughs) So, like, I know he's around me, whatever, but it still sucks. Like, you still are just, like, dude – this yeah. fucking sucks. So, um, all of a sudden, right after that meeting, and I remembered that it was literally like everything just fucking crescendoed, and I just started bawling. And I'm not even a big crier either. Yeah, like I usually don't let shit affect me. I'm like, "Nah, we got this shit. Everything's great." Blah blah blah. And I might be like, "This fucking person annoys me." Blah, blah, blah. But then I just go off and do my thing. Like I just bitch about it. It leaves my body, and I go on. Yeah. But I just full on started bawling, and I couldn't keep it together. And we had like a construction worker guy here, and he Ooh. is talking about like how. Uh, his dad is actually on a ventilator from COVID and they're oh my talking God. about taking him off the ventilator so it was like every and that's how my dad passed away like yeah. he was on a ventilator and we took him off so I was just like getting triggered like times a million sorry to bring this way down by the <laughs> way but I got triggered times like a fucking million and I just lost my shit and started crying and I still had a bunch of shit to do at work and like My boss and coworkers are legit, and I could have been like, later, I'm bailing. But it's just so busy, and I didn't, like, what am I going to do, just sit around and cry? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did for, like, a solid 30 minutes. Like, Lee, I walked by Lee, and he was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Because I just started crying out of nowhere. I was fucking hyperventilating crying, like, ugly crying. And I was like, I don't want to do anything anymore. I feel ugly. (laughs) I want my hair to be pretty. I can't fit in my pants. My kids are assholes. My fucking mind. And then in between everything <sighs> I was bitching about, I would, like, do the, like, <gasps> like, trying to, like, catch my fucking breath. Yeah. And then poor Lee was just sitting there, like, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I lost my fucking shit today. And then I was like, I just don't want to do anything. Fuck this day. Fuck everything. I'm over it. And then I took a nice little shower, and I used my fucking rose my rose shower gel that Tabitha got us. I took my hot minute, and then I drank, like, 18 cups of coffee, and then I just handled my shit at work. It still was kind of a shitty day at work. It wasn't the worst, but it was just like, fuck, man, like, pulling teeth, everything I had to do. I still have a bunch to do. But then I was like, my dad would want me to have a fun day. And— the fucking city I live in was like guess what today we're gonna shoot off fucking fireworks for no reason and I was like <laughs> we're celebrating my dad's birthday <laughs> fuck yeah we are <laughs> yeah. I'm like why is there fireworks your dad probably <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly why there's motherfucking fireworks and I made dinner tonight and the kids ate all of it wow so it is like the heavens shone upon my my brain yeah and they were like that is a win you had a fucking rough morning they're like sorry about it and you know when you have a really good cry and then <laughs> you <laughs> You, you feel so relieved after yeah and also tired oh I'm exhausted right now that's another part okay I could have had 18 goddams I didn't sleep last night you wanna know why cause my kids are assholes like mm, yep. I love them mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. but my fucking four year old did not go to bed until 3.30 what an asshole what a fucking asshole and it was like I kept falling asleep and then he'd wake me up and I'm like Mm-mm. motherfucker this is how you die yeah. like I brought you into this world I would take you out I was, this <laughs> shit. I, I was going hardcore you're pulling the mom I was pulling the mom. I was pulling the mom. And then before that, that same night, I think it was last night. No, the night before, motherfucker bashed me in the nose again, and I had a big old bruise. But it was one of those bruises that isn't that deep. Like, it doesn't look that bad, but I touch it, and you're like, oh, I fucking broke my nose, right? Yeah. I almost fainted because I thought I broke my nose. (laughs) Like, it hurt so bad. I was like, I have to lay down. I'm going to vomit. Like, everything is wrong. Is my nose still on my face? Oh, my God. (laughs) He just took it clean off. (laughs) (laughs) He took it clean off. And then we decorated the fucking Christmas tree. And you know those stupid stars. This is way too much information. But I'm on a roll. And it's very cathartic. Yeah, let it out. And everybody needs to hear it. Mm -hmm. But you know those stupid stars that go on top of your tree. And they're ugly as hell. And they're like got tinsel that outline them. And they're like red, orange, yellow, green, whatever lights Mm -hmm. in there. And then they have these fucking plastic covers that go over each of the light that are like spiky. And they're supposed to be like, huh. It's like 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 twinkling. Yeah, it's like twinkling. And it's like snowflakes and frozen and frost patterns Mm -hmm. i'm guessing that's what it's supposed to be well that's the only fucking star we have and i didn't even put it on top of the tree because i'm like this motherfucker is so goddamn ugly and we got it from like the dollar store and fuck stars on trees right now Mm -hmm. uh but my son was like hey mom what's this about and he pulled off one of the fucking pieces of frost right oh no and it's like the goddamn ninja star of david (laughs) and i was like oh that goes that goes on our jesus star that goes on top of the tree right yeah uh, and then he proceeded to just throw it on the ground because my kids are assholes. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, I should pick that shit up. But I didn't. And then I fucking stepped on it. Oh, no. And when I lifted my <gasps> foot up, it was still in my foot. Oh, and no. do you know what hurts worse than stepping on a Lego? Stepping on a Ninja Jesus star? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Okay, I feel a lot better. That was a lot of goddamns, and it was very deep, but thanks for listening. It was, my and TED you're welcome. Talk. <laughs> <laughs> to your TED Talk. <laughs> and for the record, I have the craziest story for you this week. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. And I swear to fucking God, if you've heard this already, I'm going to be so mad. Oh, I I haven't. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> Lay on me. I'm excited. Okay, so let me tell you about it in our episode 117. Is okay. that what this is? Yep, you crushed it. i Fucking Absolute crushing it so far. 117. A hot of I say go damn. Okay, this week I'm going to tell you about Franklin Delano Floyd. Okay. I don't think I've heard it. We're going to call him Frank. Okay, Frank. What's up, Frank? <laughs> Frankie Floyd. Yeah. So Frank was born in Barnesville, Georgia in 1943, and he was the youngest of five motherfucking children. Oh, Okay. When he was only a year old, his father, who was an alcoholic, succumbed to his disease and ended up dying of kidney and liver failure. Oh, a- 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 alcoholism <laughs> is a problem. <laughs> yeah, it is. And he had it and he died. So this leaves his mother with five children to care for on her own. And she quickly realized that she wasn't able to make ends meet. And she opted to give her children up for adoption. Oh, shit. For the record, I'll just say this now. This story has a lot of detail, a lot of information, and it's different wherever you look at it. And so I did the best I could to put this shit together. Okay. But um, I read in one of the articles, which I only fucking really read three, uh, but I read in one that she actually had four different marriages and shit before she actually gave the kids up. So it was kind of like a tumultuous oh my childhood. my God. And I'm not 100% sure at what age the kids were put up for adoption because I didn't write it down. But nonetheless could you imagine having to like give up your you've had kids for a while now up for adoption no no that sounds awful that'd be horrible like it's one thing to be like "Ah, i'm pregnant and now i'm gonna give my kid up for adoption but it's another thing to be like i've had this kid for four years bye yeah i think it was like some drug and alcoholism and shit going on too so Mm -hmm. i think she wasn't like really a fit parent but again, I didn't rank down, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you just don't one day go, you know what? I'm done with these. Yeah. You know who can give them a better life? Somebody else. Which I guess would be like the really nice thing to do if you knew that they were living in squalor or something. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it was drugs. Yeah. That's rough, though. Yeah. So Frank and his siblings essentially grew up in and out of foster homes and orphanages. Mm-hmm. And he claims that he was bullied for being quote unquote feminine. And that he was regularly abused in these temporary care facilities. Okay. He says that when he was six years old, he was sodomized with a broomstick. Oh, fuck that. No. No, thank you. No. (sighs) Thank you. Okay, I don't know where the first time that I heard that someone was um, sexually assaulted with a broomstick, but that shit has been like my literal nightmare for whenever I fucking heard that. I feel like it was one of... Our stories where somebody got fucking sodomized with a chair leg or something, and I was like, "Ha!" Huh. I just I don't know what it was. It was before this podcast ever existed oh, in really? my life. I had heard about it, and I was like, "That's the thing that people do." I remember, <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? It fucking wrecked my life. I remember, and this is probably not even a true story and some fucking shit that people tell, like, you know, teenagers tell each other, but mm-hmm. I remember a story about a dude dying because he was like boning himself in the shower with a broomstick and he slipped. Mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Sorry. You're welcome. You're welcome. People die because they, um, horses rape them. I think it's like a weird torture thing that used to happen or whatever. But- Wait, horses can rape people? Well, I mean, like, I have don't, like, fear. chase you down. I have a new fear. Tie up. Okay. <laughs> Call me Mr. Head. <laughs> no. But I've heard of people that, like, maybe it's a fetish. I don't know. That, like bestiality? Yeah, yeah. And they have a horse, like, you know. Bone mm yeah, make the maritals. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and then they die because it goes too far. Like, it fucking <gasps> wrecks their organs. That is awful. Because I don't know if you've ever seen a horse dong before, but it's, it's huge. Yeah. Did, how do you even get it in there? I'm sure they help it. I don't know. Okay, we don't have to talk about it anymore. <laughs> That's how you end up on a list. <laughs> Sure they capture the audio clips too and they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure she's a bestiality back there. <laughs> We're putting her on a list. And now our phone is gonna be like, Did you wanna look at this shit? <laughs> yeah, fucking Wish is gonna be like horse condoms. <laughs> so you don't get impregnated. Like well, <laughs> fuck. leave me alone, Wish. <laughs> Oh, my God. Fuck off, Wish. (laughs) So, anyway, six-year-old Frank says that he was sodomized with a broomstick. Okay, that's horrifying. Yeah. And then when he was a teen, one of the staff members had caught him masturbating. Mm -hmm. And so, as his punishment, his hands were dipped into boiling hot water and Uh, burned. What the fuck? I mean, whoa. Dude. I mean, touch yourself. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Just do it in, like, the privacy of your own area. Sounds like he might have been, but then somebody was like... Hey, Frank, I have a quick question. <laughs> <I did not. laughs> just bust open without knocking. He's like, fuck, man, knock. Anyway. Uh, oh, that's horrible. Yeah. Maybe, so, it, well, you said he was in out of orphanages and stuff. A lot of the time they're run by churches. And yeah, And I yeah. think in um, Jesus. A lot of religions. Yeah, it doesn't want you to touch yourself. <laughs> According to Jesus. Self-love is not Okay. To, according to some religions. So, yeah, we don't know the logistics, but don't fucking touch yourself. I don't you know which ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just know that they don't like it. <laughs> you will get boiling fucking mm. water put on your hands. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, so Frank didn't really like where he was living, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously. He was getting into a lot of trouble. I guess he would fight other kids, too, like when they would make fun of him and shit, and then he would steal shit. Mm. And so when he was 16, he was sent to go live with his older sister, Dorothy. I guess she was not living in the orphanages anymore. She went off and, like, got her own fucking place or whatever. Nice. Because he had gotten caught stealing food from, like, nearby homes. Ooh. So it sounds like maybe who was hungry. And then yeah. they were like, you can't steal shit. You got to go live with your sister. It's a cardinal rule. Yep. Hard rule. Can't steal. And mm-hmm. he was like, but I'm hungry, sir. That sucks. Right? So but also, good for him, he's going to go live with his sister, right? Right? Like, why wasn't that an option before? It right? sounds like the whole family kind of is, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um. His stay at his sister's didn't last long, and she, I'm guessing she wasn't willing to put up with his antics, or I think her boyfriend or husband was like, nah, bro, he can't live here. Ooh, that sucks. And so he got kicked out of her home, and he sort of just started roaming around and traveling All over the fucking place, like, became a nomad. Okay. (laughs) And he goes to Indianapolis to search for his mother. And his mother's name is Della. And when he found her, he realized that she had become a prostitute. Oh. Yeah. So she was making ends meet that way, (laughs) 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 if you know what I mean. Which ends was she meeting? (laughs) The ones that probably fueled a drug habit, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. I guess by this point in his life, he was like, dude, I better shape up because I have no job, I have no money, I have no place to live, like, none of my family can help support me or anything, so I should go join the Army. Yeah, great idea. But the problem was was that he was only 16 years old, so he wasn't old enough to join. Mm. So his mom was like, I have an idea. I'll help you forge some fucking paperwork. I don't know if that's, like, a birth certificate or what. She's like, I know a guy. (laughs) <laughs> but I'll, I'll forge some paperwork, and we're going to say you're 18, and we're going to try to enlist you in the Army. And so that's what they do, and it works. Wow. Okay. And I can't, I feel like 18 to 16, he must have been a very mature-looking 16-year-old. I mean, to Perhaps. me, 18-year-olds look like children now. So if I saw an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old, I'd be like, yeah, I mean, they're all children. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, 10? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I see like a 20 year old, I'm like, oh, sweetheart. That's so cute. Yeah. You're not even aged by life. Yeah. Um Yeah, maybe. But it worked for six months. And then his little plot was uncovered and they realized that he wasn't actually of age and so he was discharged from the army. Ooh, that sucks. So he had a home for like six months, right? Yeah. What do they they're just like deuces, bye. I guess. I'm like, like, I'm your ward now. <laughs> you can't get rid of me. I know, right? Uh, well, they're probably like, you know, listen, legally, <laughs> yeah. we can't keep you. And also, I wonder if he was, like, causing trouble and shit. Or I don't know if, like, the army, like, shaped him up or anything. There's just, like, this little blip where it's like, ah, eh, he fucking fudged some papers to get into the army. And then he did. And then he got found out and they kicked him out. Hmm. That's rough. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He turns out to be a dick, so. Oh, okay. Well, fuck this guy. Yeah. Fuck him in particular. Yeah. So he starts roaming around again, and he goes uh, looking for his mom, even whatever, just to be like, again? hey, mom. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, hey, mom, uh, that didn't work out, right? Like, yeah. Like, what should I do next? What's your next <laughs> great idea? Do you have a van that we could share? Yeah. What's going on? Can I be your pimp? Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably wasn't thinking that. Be protection. So he goes looking for her, and he's unable to find her. And so eventually he just ends up being a drifter and lands in Inglewood, California. Okay. He's still 16 at this point, and he breaks into a Sears, and he attempts to steal a gun.
1: Okay. However,
0: Sears is like a huge department store with a lot of security, and the mm-hmm. alarms go off, and the police quickly arrive, and they try to apprehend him. But it's also a department store, and so he's fucking hiding in the racks and, like, running around. (laughs) Throwing mannequin arms at people. Yeah. Well, the problem was that Frank wasn't about to go down that easy, and since he had just stolen a gun. I ain't gonna go down like this! (laughs) And he had just stolen a gun. (gasps) So, Uh this motherfucker started shooting at police from the Sears rooftop. Like, he was in a fucking good old-fashioned shootout. With the police. Okay. At 16 with a Sears gun. Like, I don't know what kind of guns they're selling at Sears. I'm assuming it's the same kind that they sell at, like, Big Five and Walmart, which is, like, rifles and shotguns. Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good gun to be in a shootout with. Like, I want a fucking quick, you know, I want, like, my... My tootin' gun. Toot, hey, toot, pew, pew. Like I can roll around. <laughs> a like, pea shooter. Yeah, like Mission Impossible. <laughs> like a one-hander, not yeah, like a... I, I don't want to a... have to set my focus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten clicks to the right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I need a spotter. Somebody help. Which way is the wind blowing? <laughs> <laughs> He's, like, licking the air up there. How'd he get on the fucking roof? I don't know. So he's in a shootout with the cops and he ends up getting shot in the stomach. Oh. And this takes him down. Yeah. And the police arrest him and they take him to the hospital to get his, like, fucking gunshot wound treated. Mm-hmm. And he had emergency surgery and makes a full recovery. And he was sent to a youth institution for a year. Because they were Jesus. like, Jesus. You can't fucking do that. But only a year is pretty impressive for shooting at a fucking cop. Yeah. But also, he's like a kid. Yeah. They're like, God damn it, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> It was the delivery, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> I like, rolled my head around. Okay, so fucking Frank over here. Mm-hmm. So now he's like 17, fresh he's out like of juvie. like 17, fresh out of juvie. He's released on parole. Um, and then he quickly violates that parole by taking a fishing trip with a buddy to like Canada or Alaska or somewhere fucking cold. Oh. And he gets caught and arrested. Okay. <laughs> so it's not very badass, but... They're like, bro, you can't fucking leave California. Yeah, and he's yeah. He's like, shit. And so he gets arrested. Okay. I assume, can't do that. Nope, can't do that. I assume he serves like a year in jail or some shit because around a year later, when he's like 18 or 19 ish, he decides to head back to his home state of Georgia and he settles in Hapville where he gets a job at the Atlanta International Airport. Okay. I wonder if it's Hapeville. Somebody is going to be like, ha, she said that dumb. <laughs> You're welcome. (laughs) That's okay. So life was like chill for him for like a hot minute, precisely a month, when in June of 1962, this mother effer goes to a local bowling alley and he abducts a four-year-old girl. What the fuck? Right. And he takes her to some nearby woods where he sexually molests (gasps) her. No, 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 no. Uh, what the fuck? Excuse me. No. And he was quickly caught and was... Convicted of kidnapping and child molestation, and he was sentenced to serve 10 to 20 years in Georgia State Prison. So, good. She lives, you know. Yeah. Isn't like, I mean, I don't Baby. want to say he doesn't do anything crazy because that's fucking crazy, but, like, thank God they caught him, right? Yeah. A year into his sentence, he was transferred to the state hospital to undergo psychiatric testing. hmm And while he was being treated at the hospital, he was taken out for a medical errand. hmm Where he escaped. Oh, son of a bitch! This motherfucker. So now it's like 1963. So he's like 20 or some shit. Nobody's keeping an eye on Frank. What the fuck, Frank? Like, come on. <laughs> How are they going on errands? That's another thing that's still What's here a takes medical me. errand. So maybe uh, maybe it's, like, it's like a doctor's appointment. Yeah, yeah, like a doctor's appointment. Or like, hey, this uh, gunshot wound in my stomach is acting up. Really bothering me. I feel like the bullet's pushing through the skin. Blech. Maybe. I don't know. But he's like, ha and he escapes. And Frank flees to Macon, Georgia. Okay. Where he proceeds to rob a bank for six grand. Some bitch. He obviously gets caught. Cause what the fuck, bro? Because you can't just rob a bank. Right. Like without a plan at least. Yeah, you can't just show up at the age of fucking twenty and be like, give me six grand. Ha ha. Yeah. Full jick in. Bet that's just what they had in the little register thing. He wasn't even going for the fucking vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get yeah. I'm he's like, fucking. No ink packs. <laughs> they were like, Or I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> I'm going to put some ink packs in there. <laughs> That's what I would do. Like, fucking be mad. I don't care. Shit. Fuck off. <laughs> okay, so he gets caught, right? And mm-hmm. he's sent to a federal reformatory. Oh, what the where, fuck is that? I, where they reform you. And he was sent somewhere in Ohio, which I thought this was weird because this happened in Georgia. But Georgia? also— wasn't he fucking already in prison? Like, shouldn't they have just sent him back to prison? Yeah, but he was on parole, right? No, he escaped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, He escaped on that medical errand. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Thanks for <laughs> reminding me. Now, I have to tell you, there's a lot more to this story, so I'm going to get confused often. <laughs> okay. and I'm glad you're with me on this journey. But he did escape, but... I feel like you need to go back and finish your sentence. But you I'm pretty sure that's why they sent him to this, like, reformatory. He's like... 20 i also think there was like some mental health shit going on here so it was like uh we got to figure out where the fuck to put you and so he goes to this reformatory i think they're like we don't want to be responsible for him let's call him reformed if we send him to this reformatory and then we can just let him out and it won't look bad on us for having him escape maybe because uh, a lot of shit is going to continue to happen and nobody fucking does like take shit seriously obviously because this motherfucker literally escaped and like you said i mean he got caught and then they, like, sent him back and probably got in trouble for fucking robbery shit and also for escaping. But it doesn't look really good on you that you're not fucking keeping tabs on this motherfucker. Yeah. He's like a slippery fish. Yeah, he's a real slippery fish. <laughs> you don't know, want uh, a ponitension. <laughs> <laughs> ponitension to this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> police. Okay. So, nonetheless, he's back at a fucking reformatory, reformatory somewhere in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And— At this reformatory, he, of course, attempts to escape again by hot wiring a prison fire truck, and he smashes it through a fence. Okay. And he obviously gets caught, and they're finally like, all right, bro, this guy needs to be in, like, a fucking penitentiary or some shit. Well, who's not ponitensioning him to where he has fucking access to fire trucks? They're like, listen, he robbed a bank. You know what fire trucks have on them? Like, axes and shit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not this one. Maybe this one just had water because it was, like, inside some prison gates. Maybe. Or reformatory gates. Or maybe it was a whole-ass fire truck that he just drove out the fucking gates. I'd like to imagine that that's what it was. (laughs) Like, he put the sirens on. It's like, (laughs) check this shit out. Are they going somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) That's just Frank. (laughs) There must be an emergency. All right, so this motherfucker tries to escape. Obviously, he's caught because you're in a very identifiable truck, and I can't imagine it actually broke down the fucking fence to this place. I can. Well, maybe for, like, a minute. Have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. Actually, the Walking does not a very good reference point. <laughs> they, like, wishy-wash on their shit all the time where I'm like, hold the fuck up. <laughs> a second ago, they couldn't run. <laughs> yeah, and now they can run. And also, if I just smear some of their goop on me, they won't notice me. Yeah, yeah. You smell but like But also, them. the dude who was covered in their goop was, like, being eaten alive. I don't get this. Mm-mm, stupid. Anyway, not important. inconsistencies. Yes, very. So don't. Yeah, maybe he did get away, but they were like, "Ah, oh, I know what fucking truck he was in, and yeah. they got him." Hey guys, I think he's in a fire truck. He's <laughs> yeah. probably the one without sirens, so it's driving erratically <laughs> <laughs> with a fence hanging off of it. <laughs> so he gets caught, and they're like, "All right, he's got to go to fucking prison, right?" Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, they send him to another medical hospital for like prisoners and shit for evaluation. And eventually, he ends up in prison in Marion, Illinois. Okay. This so he's motherfucker. he been in fucking Georgia, Ohio, Illinois. Illinois he is hopping around. And yeah. now, I couldn't figure out why they're, like, transferring him to all these different fucking places in different states. I don't know if it's, like, you know, capacity issues or if it's, like. <laughs> we um, don't want them. Yeah. You t- deal with them. Yeah. Or if he happened to land there. Like, he fucking got so far from Ohio in that truck that he was in Illinois when they arrested him. I don't know. But that's where he fucking ends up, right? So he's in All prison. Right. So in 1968, he goes back to Georgia State Prison, and there he meets another inmate by the name of David Dial. Mm-hmm. And he and David become besties. All right. All right. What's up, David? All right, so they're just fucking owning the prison, and in November of 1972, which is 10 years into Frank's sentence, Mm -hmm. he was released and sent to a halfway house, and not even a week later, he commits his next fucking string of crimes. So are you ready? I'm ready, yeah. He's at a gas station, and he notices that there's this woman who is filling up her pump. This is my worst nightmare. She's not filling up her pump, just for the record. (laughs) She's pumping it? She's pumping that gas? Pumping her car full of fucking gasoline. (laughs) Dame la gasolina. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) I almost said it, and then I was like, maybe not. And then you said it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so she's at the pump filling up her car, right? Mm hmm. And he ambushes her and he shoves her into her own fucking car mm-mm, and he mm-mm. attempts to grope and sexually assault her. Literally, I got gas before I got here and I, I was thinking about that the whole time. Yeah. It's like always on my mind. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You have to be a fucking aware of that shit. Yeah. I'll it's fucking wear. I it's terrifying. I I'll know. I fucking wear. Um walking up your driveway at the end of the night after recording is, like, probably the most terrifying 10 seconds of my life. Yeah. Because for some reason, I'm like, some psycho has figured out that we record on mm-hmm. this day, and they're mm-hmm. here, and they're going to wear my skin suit tonight, and it's going to be really unfortunate because it probably won't even fit them, and it looks better on me anyway, but <laughs> god damn it, this is going to suck. My skin has been tailor-made for me. <laughs> yeah, don't fuck with it, man. Mm-hmm. All right, so he tries to sexually assault this woman, right? All right, at a gas station. And— Amazingly enough, the woman was able to escape. Wow. And fucking asshat Frank, he was arrested again for the sexual assault. Okay. So while he's being held on bail, waiting for his court date, he convinces his old prison buddy David to post his bail, which was three grand. Oh, wow. That's yeah. not much at all. No. And so for uh, a repeat offender, a fucking million repeat offender. And so he is set free until his court date. And, of course, Frank is like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become a fugitive and go on the run. Yeah, obviously. So now Frank is running undercover and using multiple aliases along the way. So he's never actually saying, hey, my name's fucking Frank Floyd or whatever, you know? Yeah. He's like, I didn't keep up in my story, by the way, this whole time from here on out. He's never actually called Frank. <laughs> okay. But I just kept calling him Frank for the sake of us because there's other names that are going to get introduced and I don't want us to all get mm-hmm. confused. But there were, like, five different names alone in one of my sources, so. Okay. Was he still picking, uh, like, Frank Floyd? He's like, I'm Harry Harrison. No, it was like Clarence and, like, really random mm, shit. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So Frank is running, right, using a different alias. And now it's 1974, and he meets a woman at a North Carolina truck stop by the name of Sandy Chipman. Okay. What's we'll up, Sandy? Hey, girl. So, Sandy, she has four children named Suzanne, Allison, Amy, and Philip. Okay. I don't like that you're naming her children. Yeah, you're not going to like any of the story. Uh, While the couple dated, Frank really took to the kids and everything. Hold up. He dated her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. They met at a truck stop and they were like, do you want to fucking live together and do this life together? And they were like, fuck yeah, let's do this shit. What? Yeah. Did she know about his past? No, because he wasn't fucking Frank. He was like Clarence or whatever his goddamn name was. Oh my God, that's so scary. He's like, hey, nice to meet you. Do you want to be my girlfriend? And she was like... Yeah. At this truck stop. <laughs> How romantic. I've never wanted anything more. <laughs> I always knew I'd meet my man at a truck stop. I wonder if they were at like a Bucky's or whatever. I was going to say this call. Will you buy me this turquoise ring? <laughs> <laughs> I want a mood ring and some goddamn beaver nuggets. <laughs> and he was like, baby, sold. That is my dowry. So they meet at the truck stop. Sandy and fucking Frank are now. An item. An item, a unit, a whatever. And Sandy has four children that I named off. Suzanne, Mm -hmm. Allison, Amy, and Philip. Got it. And while the couple dated, Frank really took to the kids and everything and her family and whatever and was like, hey, Sandy, you should move your whole family to Dallas. Okay. Texas. (laughs) I know where that is. (laughs) And let's start our life together there. Okay. And she was like, fuck yeah, Frank, let's do this. And while they were living together as one big happy family, I'm sure, Sandy runs into a little bit of trouble. She gets caught cashing bad checks. Ooh. Okay, Ooh. so Sandy's not exactly on the up and up either. Yeah, but I'm kind of thinking, like, Frank's kind of got a little bit of a shady background, so I wonder if he was like, hey, just go cash this check for me. And so she took the fall for him, mm. but I don't really know. Okay. So she ends up going to jail for 30 days, and while she's incarcerated, she leaves her five children in the care of Frank. Mm-hmm. who is the stepfather, technically, right? Oh, are they married? Yeah, they got married. I didn't write that part down. Goddamn. damn. I totally right. apologize. <laughs> they moved to fucking Dallas. I don't know where they got married, but they're fucking husband and wife, and he's like the stepdad to these kids. Okay. So she serves her time, and she comes home only to find that Frank had basically stolen the children. Mm-hmm. Everything was abandoned, and her kids were missing. And so it's Frank. They were all just gone. What? So she calls the police, and the police are like, okay, but listen— Like, you shouldn't really file a missing persons report because you left the kids in the care of Frank. Like, he is their guardian, so technically they're not missing. Like, they're with their guardian. Okay, but I'm back now, and I still have custody, so fuck you, find my kids. So I want my kids. But for whatever reason, she doesn't file a missing persons. Oh my god, no. Yeah, and so she just goes and starts looking for her children, like, hunting the family down like i want my kids mm-hmm. and she found her two middle children were in the care of a local church service group what the fuck he just giving our kids away yeah basically that's exactly what he fucking did so two of them are found like basically in an orphanage right yeah and she's like look these ones are mine see how they come to me when i whistle <laughs> <laughs> they really like milk how do you prove this i like mom yeah i taught him to say that <laughs> Been grooming them their whole lives. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know the logistics, but she found two of them and was like, "Yay, my middle babies!" Now, what happened to my oldest daughter Suzanne and my youngest son Philip? Yeah, well, she was never able to find either <gasps> child. What? And so we don't know what happens to them.
1: Like, uh, it's
0: just, like that's it. They're just fucking gone. What the fuck? So, that's not even your story. That's not even the end. That's not like no, no, no. There's so much more to the story. Climax. No, that's not the (laughs) climax at all. Don't say that word for the record. Uh, So now it's 1989, over a decade later. Okay, I'm pretty upset about these missing kids, but I guess I'll just let this slide to continue on with the fucking story. Yeah, Frank's a dick. You're going to be upset about a lot of things. Okay. Okay, so it's 1989. Over a decade later, Frank has changed his name a ton of times, like I said, Mm -hmm. and he's lived in so many fucking locations that I'd be stupid if I even tried to list them all. Mm -hmm. And no doubt he's committed way more crimes, but he hasn't been caught yet, right? Like, he's a fugitive on the run still. Like, ha-ha, skip fucking town. I'm out of here. He's getting pretty good at it. Yeah, he's getting really good at it. So Frank is now living with his girlfriend because he ditched Sandy, right? They're still fucking married, though. Yeah, I don't know how that works. Logistics. Well, I I guess if if you have a different fucking divorce. Yeah, that's true. Like, it doesn't even matter. He's just, like, a totally different person now. Yeah. fucking wipe that slate clean. Yeah. And so now he's living with his new girlfriend, and her name is Tanya Hughes. Okay. What's up, Tanya? So, Tanya, she has an infant son named Michael, and they're all living in Pinellas County, Florida. So oh, that's where high. we're at right now. Let me paint the scene. Mm-hmm. This so, guy's just fucking zipping around the galaxy Oh, here. my God. It was so hard to fucking compile the shit, honestly. Like, even, like, usually you can use one article as a base, and so mm-hmm. I started, honestly, with Wikipedia. And then I was like, this is too fucking confusing because even Wikipedia didn't even piece it together well. So it took a lot to, like— kind of match everything up and i probably still got shit wrong but we're getting the gist all right okay so now we don't know if michael is frank's biological son or not but we do know that to make some fast cash tanya worked as a dancer at a nightclub okay and at this nightclub tanya had a really close friend and coworker, 18 year old cheryl ann Comesso. Okay. I know there's a lot of names, so just stop me if I need to refresh on any of them. But right now we're basically working with Frank, who is not called Frank really in yeah. the story. But Frank, Tanya, and Cheryl. Okay. So, allegedly, Frank comes to the nightclub one night in March of 1989, and he gets into a huge argument with Cheryl over the fact that, I guess, she had recently reported that Tanya was misstating her income. And this caused Tanya to lose some of her fucking government assistance. I don't know how she. You're dancers. Everybody's misstating your income, (laughs) right? Now I didn't get any tips tonight. Right? I'm talking about. I have no idea. I don't know if this is something that, like, maybe Tanya confided in Cheryl to be like, whoa, guess how much money I actually make? And then she was like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm going to rat you out. Or if she was like, I don't know. I don't know why it happened, but okay. and maybe it didn't even happen. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Frank loses his goddamn shit and goes to the club and argues in front of everybody, like coworkers and everybody witnessed it. Mm, and they it's not s- a good look. No, and they say that Frank had punched Cheryl in the Ooh. face. Oh, can't do that. No, and it caused like this huge bruise and everything. That's when the bouncer should come in and be like, "Sir, you need to not get be the here. fuck out, right?" Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the bouncer was on a smoke break or some shit. (laughs) Maybe (laughs) the bouncer was like, Call me in 10. (laughs) Okay. So allegedly Frank punches Cheryl in the face. And then by early April, because this happened in March, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Cheryl just disappears. (gasps) What? She was last seen packing her bags and leaving her father's home, who lived in Tampa, and told him that she was going to stay the night at a friend's house. Mm Mm-hmm. And after she didn't return home, her father notified the authorities, and they found her car parked in the airport parking lot mm-hmm. where Frank works. Well, oh no, he worked in the other fucking airport in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what the fuck he's doing now. He's living off of Tanya's pay, I'm sure. Yeah. But pretty fishy, right? Yeah, there's yeah. no other clues though. It's just like she's not here, and we found her car in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. That's really weird. It's gonna be a hefty fee to get it out. <laughs> Yeah, you might as well just leave it in there and they can auction the car off and pay half of the fucking bill. (laughs) From there, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're all like, this is pretty fucking fishy, right? Yeah. And all of her fucking coworkers were like, hey, Popo, you should check out Frank because they just got into this, like, really big argument. Yeah, he was kind of a dick back there. Yeah, he was kind of a dick back there, so maybe he had something to do with it. And what's even fishier is that right after her disappearance in May— Uh, She disappeared in April, but in May is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Frank tells a neighbor that he and Tanya are going to go on vacation. And so he asked if the neighbor can mow the lawn for them and collect their mail. Okay. So he's about to skip town, is what I'm telling you. Oh, I was like, that's not that fishy. People do that sometimes. (laughs) That's so nice. Yeah. (laughs) I have neighbors. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, so he was like, hey, uh, neighbor, could you do me a real solid? And the neighbor's like, of course. And then they never come back. And so they're like, that's pretty suspicious. The neighbor is like, how long do I have to keep up this charade? (laughs) That's another thing that is super weird because one of the sources said that he Frank tells the neighbor like eventually just like, "Oh, go ahead and burn my mail. Like I don't I don't ever want it back, just burn it." And mm-hmm. then there was also a note somewhere saying that like the trailer that they were living in was burned to the ground and it was later found to be intentional arson. Okay. So like perhaps they were burning a crime scene is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Was the neighbor mowing the lawn to this burned out trailer? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I don't know. That's I'm like, I- did he ask the neighbor to light the mail on fire inside of the trailer and <laughs> burn it down for him in an intentional arson? leave it arson? on the counter. No, I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It'll snuff itself out. Yeah. No, I have no idea. That's Those are like, that's what I mean by the story is kind of like all over the place and yeah. hard to piece together because he lived in so many goddamn places. Yeah. But either way, this fucking dude is suspicious. Yeah. So while Tanya and Frank are on, quote, unquote, vacation, what really happens is they go to New Orleans and they get married. Okay. You know, top off the relationship. Yeah. And they move to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Jesus. Right? So we're zipping around again. Mm Mm-hmm. Frank had always been kind of a person of interest in Cheryl's disappearance and, like, terms of the cop's eyes. You know, they're like, fucking Frank, we got to keep a goddamn eye on him. But yeah. there was literally no evidence or anything to point to him directly because she was just missing. Like, there was nothing, Like nobody, no crime. Exactly. There's no real crime. Like, she was an adult. She can go missing if she wants to go missing, but they're still like, Frank, the fuck? Got my eye on you. Yeah. Or Willis or whatever his goddamn name was at the time. <laughs> Brandon? (laughs) I'll just name whatever the fuck I want to name him. Yeah. So now Frank and Tanya are living in Oklahoma, and she again is working as a dancer at a nightclub, earning some money, and they're living out of a motel. When one night in April of 1990, some people fucking cruising along the interstate, I don't even know, they find Tanya's body on the side of the highway. What? What, 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 what? Excuse the fuck out of me. Uh, You are excused. She was laying on the ground and was pretty beat up and not responsive, and there were groceries scattered all around her. What? And this is like 100 miles outside of Oklahoma City. I don't know if that matters, but maybe some people are like, "Motherfuck, that's where I live. <laughs> exactly, 100 miles outside of Oklahoma City. <laughs> <laughs> on the interstate, whatever. On the interstate, on the highway. I don't even know. I didn't write it down because I was like, I don't fucking know where that is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so she's rushed to the hospital, and she has tons of, like, severe bruises and a hematoma to the back of the head, like, the base of her skull. Jesus. From some sort of fucking trauma. All right. And because she was found on the side of the road, she—or freeway or highway or whatever the fuck you want to call this place— the police assumed that she had been a victim of a hit-and-run okay. while she was, take, like, coming back from the grocery store to, like, go fucking stock her motel room, right? So was it like, close to the motel? Yeah, yeah. It was oh. close. Was I thought like, it was 100 miles away. Oh my like, no, God no, damn. That's confusing. Yeah, I just happened to mention in there like, oh, her body was found 100 oh. miles outside of Oklahoma. Okay. That is very confusing. No, it's like the motel was in one spot and then there's like a convenience store. Okay. But I guess you have to walk along the highway, which seems pretty fucking dangerous. But I think our highways and maybe Oklahoma's highway might be a little different. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe it was like a – They say it's the same, but it two isn't lane, the same. A two-lane highway. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's like oncoming and – ongoing traffic i don't know what the other well they might have like a big old side of the road area where Mm. you could like yeah walk (laughs) (laughs) whereas we have like a ditch yeah or like a fucking concrete barrier so that your car does not go flying into them their ravines yeah okay so the police are like "Mm, this is probably a hit and run fucking case closed right Mm -hmm. so she ends up in the hospital for five days and she eventually dies from her injuries oh baby girl Right? And (gasps) Frank— What about her baby boy? I know. You're going to be so mad, okay? So Frank didn't show up till the next day after she was allegedly hit by this random car, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, you fucking look suspicious. Mm -hmm. And he fucking waltzes into the hospital, and the popo are like, whoa, you know, your wife, this happened fucking yesterday. Why weren't you trying to reach out to us sooner or whatever? Yeah, where were you? Yeah, and I don't know how Frank finds out. I don't know if, like, he is her next of kin or some shit, and they're like, hey, Frank. At this motel, come out. Come check it out. Or if he's like, I should go to the hospital because I know that she got hit by a car and let me just go find her real quick. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like Like if they called him or not? Yeah, I don't really know. Okay, so he tells authorities because the authorities are like, well, fucking excuse the fuck out of me. Look what's going on. And this is before she died, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And he says that what had happened was, was she was going to the store or whatever, and he was waiting for her to return, and he fell asleep. And then I guess he just didn't fucking wake up till the next morning, and that's why it took him so long to show up? I don't know. Okay. Okay, so the police were like, okay, that's kind of fishy, because first, the Cheryl chick goes missing, right? Mm -hmm. And you're kind of the prime suspect, And now your wife ends up dead. And I guess he must have been using the same alias or whatever because they knew that those two were related. And they're like – Well, he has to if he has this wife or whatever that they were the same people. Like she doesn't know that – Solid point. That he's switching names all over the place. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Okay, so they're like, hey, first the Cheryl chick goes missing and you're the prime suspect and now your wife ends up dead. Okay, not only is all that other shit suspicious, but eventually Tanya's coworkers come forward and they come talk to the police and they're like, "Hey, you should know that Tanya, before she died in this mysterious accident, she had been talking about leaving Frank for a boyfriend that she has at the club." What? Yeah. So. So, fucking Frank, right? That's suspicious. That's so suspicious. So the police are like, all right, let's check out Frank. (laughs) Yeah. And they run his fingerprints and they realize that his alias that he's been giving them this whole fucking time isn't who he says he is and that he's actually fucking Frank. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you've done some shit. Oh, you've done some shit. And you've been on the run for 17 motherfucking years and we just caught your ass, right? Yeah. So they put him back on parole. (laughs) (laughs) What? They put him on parole for those charges back in 1973 that he was originally on parole for. Okay. That he never showed up to his court date. Yeah. So they were like, oh, okay, let's start where we left off. Now you're on parole waiting for your court date. Yeah. You better show up this time. Don't run away. Maybe he should be in jail because he's proven that he won't fucking. He was probably show put in jail up. and made bail or some shit. It didn't Ugh. say, but that's my guess. Because they're just not no making bail way. available. I know. There's no way though that they didn't just arrest him to be like, ha. Or can you be bailed out twice for the same thing? I don't know. I you don't know. <laughs> like maybe they're like, but he already paid the bail back in 73. <laughs> right. He's on parole. Ugh. I don't know. No, there's got to be a crime for fucking not making your court take. Yeah, yeah. That's so definitely maybe, a thing. So maybe he made bail for that. But you're right. you shouldn't make bail available. Yeah. He if you've all, already skipped town, you've proven that you're not fucking trustworthy. You're a goddamn flight risk. Yeah. That's right. That's what it's called. Frank the motherfucking flight risk. Frank the motherfucking flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. So when they put him back on parole for these fucking charges, right, Mm -hmm. or put in jail for whatever time, I'm pretty sure they put him in jail. Like we're saying, I'm pretty sure he ended up in jail. Because he had to give up Michael, her son, oh Tanya's son, he had to give him up to fucking, like, an orphanage or whatever. It's state welfare system because he isn't, like, he couldn't, he had to go to jail or whatever, Yeah, yeah. So when Michael was finally adopted from mm-hmm. the state welfare system, he was two years old and he had limited mobility. <gasps> he was nonverbal and oh. he would go into like fits of hysteria. Baby. I know this breaks my heart. But after being brought into his adopted home for some time, he made huge progress and he was a happy, healthy kid again. Like, like everything was fine. It was just like he wasn't cared for properly. Yeah. Oh. I know. And so during the adoption process, Michael's DNA was compared to Frank's to see if Frank was the biological father. And it was discovered that he wasn't. Oh, okay. Okay, So Because we kind of never really knew, right? Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, Frank and Tanya and this baby. Yeah. And then, voila, whose fucking baby is it? Yeah. Well, it's not Frank's. Okay. And so I don't know if Frank didn't know that or if— like, I don't know if it was, like, painted that, like, oh, this is my baby. It's unclear in the story. Yeah, yeah. Like, did she come along with the baby first or did she fucking pop out a baby while they were together? Yeah, because but the l- DNA test determined that th- that, that was a, was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Got> <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, meantime, Frank is out on parole and he is working as a maintenance man at an apartment complex. Okay. And one day he hides in the bushes with a knife. Nope, nope, nope. And he jumps out and attacks a woman who's walking fuck? by. Yeah, why are you doing this, bro? You're on fucking parole. Chill for a minute, right? Okay, this obviously violates his parole. What a great <laughs> you segue, can't Stace. Do that, <laughs> and he was arrested. The woman survived. She had like severe like cuts all over her <gasps> body or whatever, like on her arms and stuff, because she like defended herself. Oh but my she God. survives. Jesus, terrifying, right? Yeah, like, you're just walking home. Yeah, and motherfucking maintenance man just pops out of the bushes. Ugh. Yeah. So he gets arrested, and he makes bail again, and he tries to get Michael back this time into his custody, right? And then they were like, oh, no, no, he has a loving family now, and also you are not the father. Exactly. They were like, hey, by the way, turns out you're not the biological father, and because of all your fucking criminal antics, anyway, regardless, you're not allowed to have this kid. Yeah. And so, like, small blessings, right? Yeah. Well, Frank walks into an elementary school in Choctaw, Oklahoma, and he grabs the principal... What? James David. What? And he puts a gun up to him and says, take me to Michael's classroom. What? Yeah. And then the principal was like, No, I protect my children. Uh well, not exactly. He kind of led him right to the classroom and then Frank kidnaps them. Both. Both? Both the principal and Michael. Yes. At gunpoint. And forces them into the car. By the way, Michael, I think, is, like, six or some shit at this point. And he's like, bro, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Yeah. And he's like, I'm your dad. And he's like, you're not my dad. Like, I have you haven't been in my life at all. I guess they had, like, a couple fucking visits from, like, prison or some shit. And he was just like, yeah, I don't want you in my life. Like, oh, my God. Don't fucking abduct me, right? Yeah. And so this pissed Frank off even more. And so he takes – James to the principal. He takes him to Oh, I'm sorry. I should explain too. When they when he abducts them, he takes the principal's truck. Like he shoves them both in the principal's pickup truck. Okay. And drives them to a wooded area, takes James and cuffs him to a tree and just fucking bails with Michael. Okay? Okay. I mean, better than the alternative. Right? So, eventually James is found and rescued and a nationwide search is set out for Michael. Yeah. And they were able to trace the principal's car to Kansas, where the truck had broken down. Because right, there, are like, "Hey, he's on the run," but also he's in the run on my he's on the run in my truck. So we know the license plate and everything. What the fuck to look for? Yeah. And so they track it down to Kansas, where the truck had broken down, and they find the truck, but no Frank or Michael. Mm-hmm. And I guess what had happened was is that Frank decided to start a new life in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot, right? Yeah. And he's like, here's fine. And Michael's like, I don't, I have to get a job? (laughs) Yeah, I'm six, bro. I have to make new friends? (laughs) What is going on? This sucks. Yeah. And so Frank starts working as a used car salesman. Okay. And the police eventually catch up to him and, like, arrest him on the lot. And they track him down. And they're like, yo, bro, you can't fucking do what you did back there. Yeah, you can't just do that. Yeah. Where's Michael? And Frank's like, he's not with me. And so Like he decided to strike out on his own? Like he's not saying anything, he won't give them any information, and no one knows what the fuck happened to Michael. Like still? Like Okay, tell me the story. Like still. And so there's a couple of quote unquote confessions that Frank gives. <gasps> And here's what they are. So Frank allegedly confesses to his sister at some point in time that he drowned the boy in a motel bathtub. Oh, my God. After he had abducted him. No. I know. And then someone claims, this is so fucking random, someone claims that they actually saw Frank digging a hole at a cemetery to bury the boy's body. But I'm like, who the fuck goes to a cemetery to actually bury a body that they're trying to hide? That's the best place to hide a body. Yeah, but it's pretty fucking suspicious if you're out there with a goddamn shovel. Yeah, but also that's where you expect people to dig graves. I guess that's the point, but not with, like, a shovel, right? (laughs) Like, they have equipment? I mean, now, but did they in the 70s? They did. They did. I don't know. Before someone tells me when fucking backhoes were invented. (laughs) (laughs) It's a front loader. (laughs) Oh, God. But I mean, put like a, a fucking reflective vest on and nobody questions you. If you act okay, like you're point. supposed to be wherever you are and you have a shovel, nobody's gonna be like, should that guy be there? Also, if it's fucking noon, nobody's gonna question you. I feel like that's the best place to hide a body. You might be onto something. Yeah. But I read that and I was like, dummy. <laughs> stupid. But if it's like 4 a.m. Yeah. And you're dressed in black. Yeah. Then people might be a little suspicious. Yeah. That's like, why the fuck are you digging at night? Yeah. But if it's noon, it's just Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. got another one. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Mourners will come by, like, oh, hey, sir. Sorry about your loss. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's cheaper if you dig your own hole. (laughs) Oh my God. I just snorted. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) So. Oh, my God. <laughs> Another confession that Frank gave was, like, later on down the line, Frank ends up talking to the FBI because obviously this motherfucker gets caught for all the shit, right? Yeah. And he says to the FBI that he had actually shot him twice in the back of the head Ooh. the day of the abduction. So he Ooh. says basically, like, hey, I took him and then I realized that we weren't really compatible anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a terrible way to put it. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's horrible in this poor fucking child, but also, the fuck, like, (laughs) ah, man, Ah. this one didn't work out. Yeah, like, I think he thought he was going to, like, abduct this kid and be like, it's me and you against the world, kid. I'm your dad. Like, that's your ride or die now? Yeah. And he was like, no, it's, like, literally never been that. (laughs) You know what's worse than being a parent, though, is being a parent to someone who doesn't want you to be their parent. (laughs) Yeah, to be rejected by your child. Yeah. Yeah, but that wasn't his fucking child. And also, he sounds like he was a dick parent. I mean, listen, it's hard to be a parent. You have to deal with talkbacks and stuff. But then if you're a parent and the kid's like, you're not even my real dad, I'd be like, (laughs) fuck you. (laughs) Get out of my car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky to even be here. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm not. I was happy at school. <laughs> I had a family yes. and friends. <laughs> so that's what he tells the FBI. Okay. Other people say. But what did he do with the body? But what did he do with the body? Okay. Other people say that Frank says that the boy is still alive, but in either case, Frank won't say where Michael actually is, and if he is alive, who he's caring for. So he's not saying. Who uh, he's caring for. Who is caring for him. Okay. But did he, like, sell the child? Like. Well, we don't know. He yeah. says. He says, oh, I killed him. So many different ways. But they're like, where's the body? And he's like, I'm not going to fucking tell you. And he's like, ah, psych, left him in the care of somebody else. And they were like, okay, but tell us who because we want to know that he's alive. And he's like, I don't have to fucking tell you shit. Ugh. Yeah. That sucks. Super sucks. And he's already in a lot of fucking trouble, right? Yeah, you know, you're not going to get in more trouble. Right? Well, and what is he going to win? Like, whatever. Okay, yeah. but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Okay. Because at this point in the story, he's not really in trouble yet. <laughs> I mean, he's in trouble, but we don't have that much evidence, right? We just have evidence that he kidnapped somebody, and he fucking keeps skipping bail. Yeah. Or he's skipping parole. Breaking his parole. That's what I breaking want to say. Breaking parole, fucking escaping prison. And kidnapping. And they're like, hmm, your wife's death is pretty suspicious back there. And also... You stabbed a girl a bunch of times. Okay, but, yeah, we can't do that. But also... Quit trying to hide in bushes and shit. Yeah, that's not nice. Now there are, like, a few investigations going on here for Frank. Like I said, he's arrested for the kidnapping of Michael, and he's being questioned about the disappearance of Michael. Like, when mm-hmm. the fuck did he go? He's suspected of having played a role in Cheryl's disappearance, and the police are like, we're pretty sure you fucking murdered your wife back there. Yeah. So not much happens until—and by that I mean, like, he's fucking, I think, in jail or whatever for kidnapping. He gets, like, some fucking time for kidnapping. Or he's being held and he doesn't make bail. Either way, he's not just, like, out roaming around Okay. this whole time. So not much happens for a while until March of 1995. He's returned to Oklahoma to stand trial for the kidnapping charges mm-hmm. of Michael when Cheryl's remains were discovered oh. back in fucking Florida. Where? Uh, Off of an interstate 275. Oh, okay. Mm, precisely. To right be over exact. there. Yeah, right yeah. over there. I guess she was found by a landscaper. Like the dude was like fucking hoeing some weeds. <laughs> Or whatever you do with them over there. Yeah, he's trying out his new scythe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so he comes across some skeletal remains and he's like, ah, shit. And the authorities come and fucking investigate. I guess they had to dig a bunch in order to get like 90% of the skeletal remains. Oh, my God. And like she was like buried in with a bunch of like cypress roots or some shit. Like she had been there for some time. Ooh. And – She goes unidentified for a whole year. So she's just a Jane Doe. Wow. And it takes a whole year before they figure out that she's Cheryl. So he's on stand for this kidnapping and they come up with Cheryl. They find her, but they don't know it's Cheryl. Yeah. So it's just like not linking the two, right? It turns out that she had died from a beating and two gunshots to the head (gasps) in March of the same year that Cheryl's body is found. A mechanic in Kansas who had just purchased a pickup truck from an auction. This pickup truck is the principal's truck, that
1: yeah, Frank that had
0: stolen. Yeah, that Frank had stolen and like was on the run with with Michael. Yeah, whatever. And it died in Kansas. Uh-huh. Well, a mechanic gets this truck, and he finds tucked between the bed of the truck and the gas tank an envelope. Okay, so he opens this envelope and inside there's 97 pictures of women what? who are bound and severely beaten. What the fuck? Right? What the fuck? Right? And the truck was traced back to Frank, who they know stole it, right? Mm-hmm. Cuz they knew he fucking did the shit in Michael's abduction. And they were like, Frank, what the fuck? Why do you have these pictures, right? What if it was fucking the principals? (laughs) Awkward. He's like, oh, yeah, it's Frank's. (laughs) Fucking got lucky back (laughs) here. What are the odds? Thank God that guy stole my truck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so they discovered that one of the women in the pictures was Cheryl. And they had to determine this by matching the wounds and clothing depicted in one of these pictures. With what was found with the remains. Oh, no. So it was like, obviously Cheryl was beat up in this picture, but Mm -hmm. then the remains, they were like, uh, literally the fucking shirt that she's wearing in this picture matches what we found clinging to the remains. Oh, my God. Uh, fucking right? Who? Take pictures of this shit. Psychopaths. Motherfucking psychopaths do. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, So are these other fucking 96 women um, accounted for? Um, Okay. So I should specify that there's several women across 97 photos. I don't know how many are multiple of somebody. Oh, 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 okay. Um, And I don't ever get clear, like, verification of how many women there are. I see. But I do know that Cheryl was one of them. Also, in these pictures, there were a lot of furniture and identifiable goddamn objects that positively linked Frank to these pictures. Yeah. So, obviously, we're able to, like, place fucking Frank as the murderer to Cheryl, right? Yeah. And he was tried and convicted of her murder based off of these photos. Like, they used these pictures and they were, like, they were in his goddamn possession. And everybody's like, yeah, he fucking did it. Yeah. Also found in this stack of photos were pictures of Tanya in sexually explicit (sighs) poses. Okay, but also they were together and she was an exotic dancer. So she could have been like, this is my job. I like to take my work home. This is what I do. Well, um, some of these pictures were of her as young as four years old and she was enduring sexual abuse. Yep. The pictures were depicting her being sexually abused at four fucking years old. Why did he have these? Why did he have these? Why did she have these? Why are these existing, right? Yeah. Well, are you ready? Yeah. It turns out that Tanya's real name wasn't Tanya at all. It no. was Suzanne. It was the little girl that he molested. It no. It was it was his first wife, Sandy. <gasps> Wait. Yeah. So the oh, the no. yeah 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 yeah. Remember how like she found the two middle kids, but she couldn't find Suzanne or Philip. Yeah. The youngest one. Yeah. Well, we never fucking know what happens to Philip, but we figured out what happened to Suzanne. Are did you, she know? Oh yeah, she knew. Are you ready for this? Yeah. But not like happily knew. It's like she was being fucking abused and manipulated and everything. What the fuck? What the fuck, Frank? How did he find her? Oh, he knew where he was. Where he put very butter. He, <laughs> <laughs> he stole her. He didn't have to find her from shit. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, let me tell you what the fuck happened. Okay. Uh, he kept Suzanne, sexually abused her, and then fucking married her. That's insane. They weren't biologically related, right? Like, he yeah. was a stepdad. So I guess there's that. But still, holy fucking shit. Nah. No, no. No. And so when the police first discovered the pictures of, like, young Tanya to them, who's yeah. really Suzanne, mm-hmm. um, but, like, the police don't know that this is Suzanne, they ask Frank, like, how the hell do you got, like got have these pictures of your wife at fucking four? And yeah. he was like, oh, I can explain that. I actually rescued her from her biological parents when she was younger when they abandoned her. And mm. we just fucking fell in love and that's how it is, right? Mm-hmm. And I just kept these pictures that they had taken. Of I her? don't really know how he explained that away, or if he was just like, Yeah, I'm known to sexually molest people, but that's why I have these pictures. But they but he's not like, Oh, that's Suzanne, you know? Yeah. He's just like, Oh, let me explain that real quick. And they were just like, You motherfucker. That Creepy. is insane. Right. It wasn't until October of 2014, so 20 years later, that it was discovered that Tanya was actually missing Suzanne, the missing Suzanne girl. Oh Not my that God. Tanya was missing Suzanne. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she was probably missing her childhood. Yeah, but. I'm sure. Holy um, shit! Right? What, what did f- Sandy think? Did she was she around? Did what she a find out? Twist. I think she might have died by now because this is like 20 years later, right? Yeah. I guess Frank's still alive. I don't fucking know. I don't know what Sandy thinks. I didn't read that far. All right. But I'm sure she'd be uh heartbroken. Yeah. So a little background on Suzanne's life. She actually had many aliases, just like Frank, and she they would run around all these fucking towns pretending to be what they were, like stepfather and daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Stepdaughter, whatever, until she got older, and that's when they like switched to the boyfriend girlfriend phase. mm Obviously not not by her choice. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Isn't it? Oh, my God. This poor woman. So she ended up graduating from a school somewhere in Georgia under a fake name, obviously, in 1986. She was a great student, and she got a scholarship to Georgia Institute of Technology to study aerospace engineering. Like, she was fucking smart. But instead of going to school, what had happened was she ended up getting pregnant by a boyfriend, which – wasn't allowed by her fucking strict-ass stepfather, Frank, who had a fucking creepy obsession with her. Yeah. Like, I guess he would, like, talk to people about her and, like, had pictures of her and was like, oh, my God, she's so beautiful. And he would, like, buy her lingerie. No. no. And I, I think – I don't think, like, uh, it was known by people, obviously, but I think Suzanne confided to, like, her close friends, like, look what my dad bought me. And her friends were like, that's fucking weird. Yeah. So, obviously, he had a sexual interest in her, not only as a child, but as a woman. Ugh. So, she gets pregnant, right? And she's like, I don't want to fucking live with Frank. He's creepy. I don't like it. Whatever. This isn't my life. I'm older now, and I'm going to have a baby. I need to save this baby's life, and I'm going to go live with my baby daddy in Alabama. Because I guess that's where he fucking lived. Yeah. She's like, I'm out of here. So, she does. She runs away, and she goes with her baby daddy, and one morning, baby daddy wakes up because she didn't have the baby yet. She was still pregnant. Mm Mm-hmm. He wakes up and she's missing and there's just a note on the bed or some shit that says like, hey, my dad came and took me back or my dad came and got me or some shit like that. Holy shit. Right? Like, I got taken away. So that's the end of baby daddy. I don't know what he did to try to get her back or anything, but that's the end of that story. Oh, my God. And so she was forced to move to Tampa, Florida, where she gave birth in 1988 to Michael. Mm -hmm. And she becomes a dancer so that she can earn some money. And it's at this club that Suzanne and Cheryl meet and they become instant friends. And Cheryl was smart and beautiful and she was an aspiring Playboy model. And then that's when she goes missing, right? Mm. Then in 1989, her and Frank go on the run from missing Cheryl case, right? Because Frank's like, fuck, we gotta skip town. Yeah. And Suzanne's used to this. Like, this has been her whole life. Yeah. And I'm sure she wasn't in on it. It was just like, fuck, man. Like, Dad, I'm did being some held, shit again. I'm being held hostage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And when they're on the run, this is when they get married or whatever, right? Uh. And then this is when Suzanne gets hit by – or killed by a, quote, hit and run. But obviously I think between you and I, we are pretty sure that he fucking did something to her, right? Like maybe he knew she was getting groceries and he hit and ran her. Yeah. Or some shit because he was like, I'm going to get rid of her for whatever fucking reason like cuz she's trying to trying leave. To leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh, and so this is when Frank ends up in fucking prison all that shit he finds out Michael's isn't Michael isn't his and he fucking gets pissed off. I'm assuming he gets mad that he finds out that Michael isn't his child and that Michael doesn't really want to be with him and that's why he killed Michael. Yeah. I'm guessing he killed Michael at this point. E- yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And so um in 1995 back cuz you know we all we know this now right mm-hmm. but back in 1995 before we even know it's fucking Cheryl that they found he gets sentenced to 52 years for Michael's kidnapping oh wow. and and that yeah that's a lot that's yeah. a good amount yeah um and then in September of 2002 that's when they identify fucking Cheryl and everything and he gets convicted for Cheryl's murder mhm and he is sentenced to death wow Right. So in 2014, I guess FBI is like working with him a lot. And that's where we get a lot of our information. And this is when they actually link the police actually link Suzanne to Tanya. Because oh they, they didn't know it this whole time. They were just like, that's so creepy. He fucking knew Tanya since she was four and took all these pictures. And that's weird. And I'm pretty sure he killed her. And then in talking to the FBI, he was like, guess what? That's actually Suzanne, my first wife, her her oldest daughter. That's who that is. And so they pulled dental records and, like, compared it to Tanya's. And it positively matched Suzanne's. What the fuck? And that's how they fucking confirmed it in 2014, motherfuckers. That is insane. Isn't that crazy and so he also is like by the way i totally killed michael back there and they were like okay cool tell us where his body is because we fucking know you did it right like give the family some closure let them bury their kids right yeah um and so he says that he dumped the boy's body like somewhere off of another fucking interstate somewhere i don't even goddamn know okay and um the investigators go and look. Like I guess they showed him fucking satellite pictures and he was like, right here, dude, fucking 10 paces to the right, whatever. And they go <laughs> and look and they dig forever for like 16 hours is what I read. And I was like, that's not nearly forever. But yeah, it's um, like a day. Yeah, it's not even long enough. And they sift through a bunch of soil and they, they're hoping to find like anything, like just maybe like the eyelets to the sneakers that he wore or some shit. you wow. know, Like some sort of remnants of clothing, yeah. a belt buckle or something, and they couldn't find anything. And so they were like – you know, he definitely killed Michael and uh, definitely dumped the body here. And I'm guessing wild hogs took the body away. Okay. ate the bones. Because I guess that's what wild hogs do in this area. Okay. fucking uh, – Apparently it's a problem in a lot of places. Apparently. I think this is in Ohio that, they, that he said he left the body or some shit. Again, I can't fucking keep up because this bro is like homie hopping states like none other. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of my goddamn story. Holy shit. How'd that feel? It felt intense, a very abrupt ending, right? So uh, he's on death row for Cheryl's death, right? Yeah. Murder, and he's also serving 52 years for the kidnapping, which I'm sure he has n- not reached that limit. But is he still alive? He's still alive. He's on death row I hope and, he gets coronavirus. Oh, I hope so too. Dick. Actually, the latest or the early, yeah, the latest article I read was like from 2016, so who the fuck knows what happens since mm-hmm. then. But clearly it took me a lot of fucking research, even just for my few articles. So I'm sure you could keep going forever on this yeah. story. Ooh. But what's interesting is he has never been, to my knowledge, I could be wrong, and I'm sure somebody's going to Google and be like, you missed it. It's in your article here. Read your article. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, I read it. Just don't remember. Um, he had, To this day, he hasn't been uh, tried or convicted or anything for Michael's death or for Tanya's. Cause there's no evidence. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's already convicted and sentenced to death for Cheryl's. So I mean, yeah. I guess I should say Suzanne's, because that's her real name. Yeah, yeah. I know, but like Suzanne and Michael don't get justice. Yeah. But of course, I get what you're saying. I like, understand. You have death, like. Yeah, I understand where that comes from. Like they don't get justice, but also I I would feel like, well, I mean, he's. Yeah. I would want him to, uh, like, admit to it. Like, yeah. Like, I guess he kind of did with, like, I won't go to trial if you tell me exactly what the fuck happened and you can back it up with some shit. Yeah. Like, ha- what happened to Tanya? And that's the one death that he refuses to talk about. It's so like Tanya Suzanne. Yeah, Tanya hmm. Suzanne. Hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of fucking suspicious. Yeah, that's real suspicious. Like,
1: that's why pretty, don't you want to talk
0: about it, bro? That's pretty fucked up. Maybe he hired somebody. So that's why he doesn't want to talk about I'll it. i bet he was just like, go to the mini mart. Don't take the car. Walk. And she was like, I hate you. Dick.
1: <laughs> I hate you so
0: hard. <laughs> yeah. Goddamn, that was a twist. Wasn't it a doozy? It was a doozy. This motherfucker was living his life with his stepdaughter as his goddamn wife. Mm-mm. And she had to live with that. That but is But there was a terrible. time there where she wasn't with him, right? Well, like he when, was in prison after or whatever. Yeah, and maybe she like had to stick around for um Well, no, cuz he never really made it to prison, right? I guess not. I don't not
1: remember. During that He's time. been in prison
0: so many times. Does she know what happened to Philip? I guess we don't know what she knows. We don't know what she knows cuz she did. Ugh, that's horrible. Isn't it crazy? Oh god, I wish I could like fucking red line string this shit up on my wall, you know, like paste yeah. everything up and like yeah. match it up because do some timeline shit. Yeah. Like, even the timelines I found were pretty fucking shaky. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know what this means. And then there were so many other people involved that I didn't even mention because I was like, there's enough names in here to confuse us. And they're not even real names half yeah. the time. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, that's goddamn. It's my, my goddamn story. That's intense. Right? Before we close this out, we wanted to say two things. Two fucking announcements. mm mm-hmm. uh, One announcement is that Kyra – who is allegedly the bestest friends with Summer Woods. Allegedly. Allegedly. um, Evidently, Kyra is fucking amazing. And beautiful. And the most magnificent person that we've ever heard of. And smart. And she is more beautiful than a Disney Princess and she's so kind and uh she would probably give her own skin off of her own bones to you if you needed it <laughs> I don't think she would. It was custom made for her. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Kyra, but also she's crushing life right now. I've never met somebody crush life harder than Kyra. yeah. Even hope, though we haven't met her, we—I was just going to say—I hope everybody <laughs> listening is like, "Fuck, Kyra sounds awesome." <laughs> According to Summer, she's fucking amazing, and she mm-hmm. needed to know that. So that was our our goddamn announcement. Mm-hmm. Is you just needed to know that, and you know why? Because we love you all. We love all of our listeners. We love you all, and we love all of our listeners, friends, and people that they love, and friends, friends. And we're you know just, what? I trust what Summer says. I have never trusted a person more in my life. Yeah. Like, I would trust fall on her so hard. I wouldn't, because I don't trust anyone that much. Mm, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to have a fucking camp counselor meeting over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Erin, tell me what bothers you most in life. And you're, like, falling backwards on random backwards. People. I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so just so you know, you're awesome, Kyra. Never oh, mind. We... It's just going to be one announcement, and that was it. Second announcement is that Summer's pretty fucking awesome, too. Yeah, we had two <laughs> announcements back there, and she just clarified the second one. <laughs> everybody's like what just happened i put a kibosh on that second announcement yeah aaron said don't make that second announcement so it's just one and then also the sub announcement that summer is awesome yeah everybody's like "God damn, these girls are amazing third announcement yeah if you want to see pictures pertaining to the case that stacy just told you can go to our website at isgdpodcast.com on there you can also find links to our merch and our patreon Patreon is only a dollar. You get, like, 20 episodes right now. so many. Mm-hmm. And on merch stuff, you can also find a fucking link to a little doggy or a pet or animal or... A you, bandana, whatever you want, baby. Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and it has a little ISGD on there or an eyesight goddamn on there. It's from Darcy's Dapper Dogs, and it's fucking amazing. She's a very good friend of ours and a local new business startup thing. So go deck out your dogs and support her. And then take a picture and send it to us and fucking screenshot us on social media or whatever. You know, like, copy us us, whatever, whatever make it's us, called. Make us known somehow. Yeah, that you have that on your dog and we will enter you into a fucking amazing mystery box giveaway mystery where we box. basically, Aaron and I just run around fucking Target and shit and we pick out our favorite things and put it into a box because we think they'll be your favorite things. Mm-hmm. Because if you guys listen this far, you're still our friends. Yeah. Also, there'll be some fucking merch in there. Yeah, also there's that. So you could throw everything else away and be like, it's a shirt. What I always wanted, so yeah. So uh, do that, do that fast mm-hmm. before the end of the year. Yes, so that's your deadline. That's your deadline. Yes, mm-hmm. is, is the new year. Yeah. And also, if you want to reach out to us on social media, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Mm -hmm. ISGD Podcast. Come join our Facebook group. It's the Goddamn Pod Group. It's pretty freaking cool. We do things. We do stuff and things. Mm -hmm. Also, you can email us at ISGDPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to snail mail us, it's P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Is that it? That's it, girl. Subscribe, rate, and review. Please. Please go tell everybody about us. Tell and your friends. go leave nice reviews because we have a couple of not-so-nice ones, which is, like, whatever. Fine, right? Yeah. Like, everybody has their fucking taste. But, you know, I like it when a nice one's on there for a while because right now we kind of have a shitty one that's been there for a hot minute. Yeah. Well, you know, subscribe, rate, and review. Make our day. Make yeah. our week. Yeah. Make our life. Make our year. Make our Christmas. It seriously makes me so happy when we get those. So happy. So happy. All um, right. We'll do a live Twitch soon. I haven't totally convinced Darren, but I'm looking at her into her soul right now and telling her we're going to do it soon. She's telling me I have to put on makeup. Yeah. Well, shit, me too. Look at me. I look like I'm fucking 12. I like it. Creep. Bye. Bye.